Hello there, Shwilk Lords. I'm just here to tell you my new song, Dry Spell, is out now wherever you're streaming music. Go check that out at the end of this episode. You can listen to the song in its entirety, so stay tuned for that and don't touch the dial. This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, episode 139 of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What's going on, everyone? How's your week been? It's been a, it's been a week for me. I've been recovering from tendon pains, which will probably come back very soon. I hit, hit my toe, hit my ankle today in a not very good spot. So I'm just expecting, I'm expecting bad things to happen to me. Uh, but I guess look at a lot of people are going back to school. So if you have kids or if you are a kid, if you're a children, uh, you'll probably be going back to school. And uh got to tell you, I'll, let me give you some thoughts. I, I wasn't thinking about the, the first day of school or school in general uh, about it because I, I'm, you know, a lot of people would be like, school is stupid. You don't need school and stuff like that. It's like, I didn't go to college. Some of you are in high school. Some of you are in middle school. I hope, I hope you're that age. It'd be weird if you're not. I mean, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, but like, you know, people are like, school is stupid. You don't need school. And, uh, 
I'm about 50% there, you know, you know, like that, you know, it's, it's just very smart. Like, yeah, it's just more smart to think about like, what do you want to do in life? And then, you know, do you need a college degree to do that? That's where you go. That's how you, that's how I would do it. I would go from there. It is hot as balls in this room. I'm going to go turn on a fan. Even if there's a weird clicking noise, I'm going to have to keep it on because I am not going to sweat through this pod. All right, so Lord's favorite, Lord's favorite podcast. Uh, sorry, Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Now, yeah, we're talking about school. Um, so I grew up, you know, my both my parents were teachers. <clears throat> so my my viewpoint is definitely a lot weirder and stuff like that. I'm, I'm realizing, I'm, I'm currently getting to a point in my life where I'm realizing, like. Like, I realized stuff that happened when I was kid. I'm like, oh, that was not good. That shouldn't have happened. Uh, someone should have not done that. Uh, you know, and it's like, I never got I never got diddled or anything. So I can't say I had it the worst, but you're like, oh, that's that's not healthy. That's not a good mindset. Like, uh, like going to, like, my little cousin's, like, t-ball game, you know, or whatever sports they're doing. And, like, they're small, small kids. And stuff like that, where it's not supposed to be taken seriously, and uh, yeah, no one took it seriously because I remember when I was a kid, it was the most serious thing that happened in the entire world was, uh, you know, like baseball or soccer. I remember it was the most important thing, and it was like just a fucking. Tri- it was a it was a rough time when I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, that's why I do music because no one can tell because you know no one no one I've ever lived in a household with can really tell me too much about what I know and what I don't know. So, uh, it's cool. So my, my perspective may be a little bit, a little bit harder, uh, than other people. But, um, when I remember like I was, I think it was second grade. It had to be close to, um, I do kind of want to say it was like around earth day, 2002, probably. That's how bad of a memory. This is, this is a new segment we like to call a little childhood trauma is sinking through. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was like, I remember I said, I'm like, I, I guess I got in trouble for something unrelated. And I guess it's like somehow in the meeting came up because I don't know, I'm, I'm from a, from a long line of people who like to argue and, and, uh, talk too much that like I said, I'm like, I, I don't enjoy going to school. I don't know how it came up. And it was like something like me and a kid, it, we didn't get into a fight, but we were, we were upset with each other. I think that's what the. And this little other guy was kind of a bitch or two. He started crying. That's how he got trouble. Anyways, though, <clears throat> that guy's trash now. Um, I, I don't know. Somehow I, I said, I'm like, I don't enjoy going to school every day. I'm like, I was in the sun I'm like, I don't enjoy going to school. And I got, I got like, I got grounded for that shit. So, and now I'm like an adult. I'm like, yeah, not every kid's going to enjoy going to school. And like, and you know trying to talk to my, my mother, trying to talk about that, you know, like not everyone enjoyed, you know, like high school, not everyone enjoyed their time in school. And I'm like, and that's fine. Like school is not made for everyone. Like, you know, like, especially in like the middle of nowhere Midwest, I was thinking like, who is school great for, you know, rich kids, obviously, uh, kids who have parents who are, you have good money and, you know, help their kids flex and stuff like that. It's fun for them. Kids who are very athletic, it's really good for them, you know, because even like teachers and stuff like that. I went to a small enough school where it was like, oh, like this kid 
is good at sports, like, yeah, he can bully these other kids for no reason because they're on the football team. And football is life. Uh, that'll be foreshadowing for more stuff in the rest of this episode and stuff like that. Uh, like, if you're into music, school is not a fun experience for you. Well, but pre-Glee, if like, when Glee came out, everyone decided that, you know, doing choir and band in school was cool. For some reason, that show, for some reason, like, and then we look back at that show, I'm like, that show is, like, all cringe. Like, the first episode, students shove a kid in a wheelchair in a porta potty and, like, want to push the porta potty down and lock him inside. And I gotta say, like, I knew some dick people in high school, and, you know, some of them are dead now, which is really nice to know that they're dead. You know, it's really nice to know, you know, when somebody you don't like dies, you know, like, you know, and you know they're a bad person, you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, good for, good, good. I remember one guy, he would like, he somehow, I, back when I was on Snapchat, he would like get my Snapchat and just like send me Snapchats of himself flipping me off all the time. So eventually, you know, I just blocked him because I don't know how, he kept getting through all the traps or whatever. And then I learned he died. I'm like, good, good for him. He said I had like cheeseburger hair or something like that. I'm like, which doesn't make any, first of all, doesn't make any sense. Like that just not a good, you know, you know, like a bad comeback and shit like that. I'm like, okay, he died. He overdosed on drugs and stuff like that. I'm still here because I I have a Mickey Mantle gene probably. Uh, so, yeah, like school, like really school is only good for like if you're doing sports and then, at least in the Midwest, if like if you do sports and your parents are rich, you know, life will be great for you, uh, you know. So remember that, you know, school, school is not made for everyone, especially in the middle of fucking nowhere mid, in the Midwest. You're just like, if you don't do sports, you're nothing to them. I remember back in the Christian days, I tried to, went to, they were like, you should come to a fellowship of Christian athletes. I'm like, I'm not an athlete. They're like, well, anyone can go. You go to the, you go to the meeting. They're like talking about how they need to be God honoring when they play sports. I'm like, you said it wasn't for athletes. I don't know. Like you're making a little Christian club for, uh, for people who are, who daddy act literally excludes people. <laughs> and so it's funny, you know, it's okay to have your little niche group, you know, and like, I get it. You know, I know a lot of music people, you know, I had a lot of Christian music friends, you know, and not Christian music friends, friends who were Christian and played music. But, uh, but yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's not to have your little groups, but like making an organization that it felt like I, it was like the only one at my school and it like excluded people. Cool shit. Uh, what else do I have to say? Uh, I think, I think this this is a rather rough subject, but I have severe anxiety, as some people I've probably mentioned before. And there's, you know, there's, you know, it's having anxiety, but I would have very bad panic attacks and stuff like that. And I would also just like to recommend, for, I'm just giving everyone a little trauma dump right now. This is all trauma dump from high school. Um, when, I, you know, like, and I, so I had, you know, panic attacks, my anxiety and I've recently learned with the help of therapy, real therapy, not therapy, not a Christian therapist, but like real therapy with a real person who actually knows what they're talking about. Uh, I've recently learned that when things get very stressful for me or anxious, when I get really anxious, I will black out. Not like, you know, not like drunk blackout, which I've also done many times, but uh, blackout is in... Uh, like, I'll just not know what to do. So, like, I have, like, very bad test-taking anxiety, too. And so, just, like, I could study for a thousand years for a test. The fact I passed my sophomore exam in college 
is a fucking miracle. That's a miracle in itself that I passed that because it was like a big ass test. I mean, like, I mean, there's like the singing portion of it. And like, you know, my, my sophomore exam in college was like, there was the singing portion and anything in like the singing portion. I was not worried about that's the, that was the big problem. It was like, I remember one of them was like, you have to be able to sing so many octaves. I think like two octaves. And, and my teacher was like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like, you're supposed to be able to like match pitch. I did, you know, that's fine. Like, kind of shit you should already know. You know, like, then there's like, all right, here's a diagram of the human voice. Right? <laughs> Tell me how, how everything works. And even now, I'm like, mm, I mean, I kind of know what's going on. You know, I can tell, like, you know, if we talk about someone, let's let's talk about fat people for a second. Liz, we all hate Lizzo right now. So Lizzo is a very good musician. She plays flute. And the nice thing about the flute, one thing about the flute is it requires a lot of air, like air to uh, play air from your body to play the flute. And, uh, like the, someone said, you think the tuba would be harder to play, but I've heard like the, the flute is harder. I might be wrong about that. Um, so I could be right. I could be wrong. You know, don't, don't look at, don't fact check podcasts. You know, that's what makes them fun. Uh, and so Lizzo, she's a rather big person. And when you're a bigger person, it takes a lot more, you know, you have to use your whole body to, you kind of use your whole body to breathe. And especially when you're doing something like singing or playing something like the flute, like you're going to use a lot of air singing. Lizzo, very good at the flute, which means she has really good breath support. She's a good singer too, so she has she has really good breath support. And the thing is, when you lose weight, people are like, I don't want my voice to change. I'm like your voice is gonna change, but it's not gonna be like it's gonna be like a it's gonna change to a better quality of voice, you know? And so I don't even know where I was going with that rant. Oh yeah, anxiety uh medication. So yeah, so so, anyways, though, I'm just going to go back to it. I have no clue where this rant is going. Uh, you know, I so I'd have bad panic attacks, and I couldn't take a test for the life of me. Oh, yeah, that was, I was talking about the voice and how that works. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would take a – I got a 17 on the ACT, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, I think the low score is a 15. And But, like, my grades in school were fine, you know. You know, like, C's low, but then, you know, music classes, like – I took like three to four music classes, so those helped the GPA. And then like my other classes, C's to A's, you know, just like a normal, you know, like a normal person. Not not good for my parents, but after like after I graduated, it's weird. After I graduated high school, it's like I ain't got a C in that class. Like all right, yeah, I understand. I'm like what? Now you understand? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was on. I had horrible anxiety. And like I said, yeah, blackout, horrible anxiety. And so anytime I took a text, I just. I just always did bad on tests. And I think it's just because the stress of it all just does it to you, you know? And so uh, now that I'm on, like, anxiety medication and specifically stuff to help with panic attacks too, like, I take tests so much easier now than, like, I used to. Like, I can take a test now and actually do pretty good. Like, I passed – I had to retake my permit te- my permit driver's test, you know, because uh, cause I'm done and let my license expire. And I passed that. Easily, you know, I pass on on a second try. They give you a couple tries. I pass on the second one uh, because they have questions like, "How how long can a pole be sticking out of the back of your truck before you have to put a sign?" I'm like, "I don't fuck. Who fucking knows that answer?" Like two guys know that answer. Uh, so yeah, um, best thing I would say is if you have anxiety, you know, uh, maybe and it's 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 hard when you have anxiety because like your healthcare and you're a kid, like your healthcare comes through your parents. 
And so, like, you have to discuss with your parents before you do anything medical and, like, talking to your parents. Because my parents were like, we're going to fix it ourselves. I'm like, nope, I don't want you to fix it. You're probably making it worse and shit like that. So uh, keep your anxiety in check, folks, and uh, make sure you don't combine your anxiety and your religion and your beliefs into it because my beliefs had me going to a Christian therapist when I needed to go to a real therapist and needed to be on medication for my health, okay? And so that's just something, too. If you're, if you're really having bad anxiety, uh, I know if it's, if it's something like nervousness before performing or something like that, I, I don't know if I would suggest this for sports, but beta blockers, I do take one every day uh, for my anxiety, too. But a beta blocker, I think it just helps slow your heart rate down. And uh, what that'll do is really, really help you out. So if, if you can get beta blockers and then take them when you need them, you know, that be if you're doing more performance-based stuff, like if you're doing music or theater and stuff like that. I, you know, people like I hear about people who the pros, you know, in mu- you know, in music or whatever. They're like, yeah, sometimes I get a little anxious. It's not like an every time thing, but sometimes you do. It happens, and they take a beta blocker and it helps. So. Good advice for you. Uh, if anyone just like, sometimes I get nervous and I just want something to take the edge off when I play, when I perform that isn't weed or alcohol. Beta blockers will be, I'm going to tell you, someone who does take beta blockers, I take them every day, but some people can take them just like right before a performance or something like that and feel good and get through it easily. I can tell you, it's, it's pretty great. And uh, it's pretty good. And it really, it's, pro, it's a better solution for that than like drinking or doing any sort of other drugs, you know? Just some advice. And uh, last thing I want to talk about with school is that just because school isn't for you, which, you know, school isn't for everyone. That's fine. School is not for everyone. However, that does not mean that rap is for you. Just because school isn't for you does not mean rap is for you. So uh, if you're thinking, like, I'm going to start a rap career, and if you're black, go for it because you might, you're probably actually good. If you're white, just stop. Just stop, dude. Just uh, go do, like, learn plumbing or some shit, you know? Like, you just have to f- just finish high school. You can, you could, worst case scenario, you take, like, the special ed classes and uh, get you through high school. And then, you know, and then do, I mean, like, plumber or electrician or something like that. I'm not saying those jobs are bad, but I'm saying that, like, you hate school. Those are probably jobs for you. I'm just, you know, and like it's stuff like that. You like, I just want to do something. You know, I don't mind like getting a little dirty and like I don't mind working and like because like shit like that pays well. Like don't don't go if you're a musician, don't be like I'm gonna go to college to learn how to do music. You should already know how to do. Like the fact is with musical, like you have to actually have to know already how to do music before they even accept you into the school. Like, that's the problem right there. It's like, I don't know, you learn a lot. You learn how to play music. You don't learn how to make money living music. And, it's yeah, it's a big thing. So don't go to college just to study something. Go to college to learn how to, to get a certificate to make you money because that's going to be what's more important. All right? I think that's, that's all I have to say about it. It's a long rant, but I have a lot to say about school from someone who got really burnt out from school very fast. Anyways, though, my new song, Dry Spell, is available now wherever you stream your music at. You know where you stream your music at, and you know that I'm on there. So make sure you're streaming that shit non-stop, and don't don't stop until you get enough, okay? Make sure you listen to Dry Spell. It's, uh, it's a great—I'm happy with the song. People have been saying some of my lyrics are poetic, 
I've seen those comments, and I want to say thank you. Because it's the same shit, different toilet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but thank you so much for checking that out. Dry Spell is out now, wherever you stream your music. Spelled with a three, so if you want to try it, D-R-Y-S-P-3-L-L. That's how you spell it. We're, we're invoking MySpace here, folks. So make sure you check that out. Thank, thank you for everyone checking that out. I also have other music wherever you stream, too, so you can listen to that as well. Follow me on social media at the Shweezy. That's wherever you get social media at. I'm on Threads now. I want to mention that. Um, I want to get my audience on threads. I would like threads to destroy Twitter. I would love for threads to destroy Twitter. And so I would love for you all to follow me. It's at the Shweezy. It's every, you know, it's at the Shweezy everywhere. So check that out. Um, we do also have uh, ways you can help out the show. I don't know what we're going to do much more with the Patreon. So I feel like with Patreon is kind of a, I, there's a lot of things with Patreon I don't know if I want. But we have a Cash app and we have a PayPal account. Uh, if you click the link tree link in the description of this episode, that's where you will find that shit. Um, and uh, those are great ways to just say thank you for being a friend. Give us Just help us out, you know. Uh, I need to set up an Amazon wish list. And specifically for things I need for podcasting. So that would be a cool idea. Um also, uh, make sure you're doing all the free shit. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube page if you're listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe over there. We have highlights over there that you can share with all your friends. We try to do more. I think we're going to change the way we do highlights, but for the most part, highlights are going to still be there. So go check that out. Um, and if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review. Give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. And honk if you love butt drugs, I guess. <sighs> all right. All right. Done with that. Let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Well, it's just the news that we're going to be going over right now that happened last week. So, last week's news we're going over right now. Uh, this is from GameSpot. James Gunn responds to dumb rumor that a porn star will play Lex Luthor. DC Studios head co-head James Gunn has responded to a silly rumor that the porn star Johnny Sins will play Lex Luthor in the upcoming Superman Legacy film. No one ever thought Johnny Sins, whose real name is Steve Wolf, would play Luther, but this is the internet and people love a good rumor. Gunn has a pretty great response saying to a fan on Twitter, Oh my god, you can't possibly believe that. Johnny Sins is a ball Johnny Sins is bald, so is Luther. And that fact helps someone start an unfounded rumor that the porn star might play the Superman villain in the upcoming film. But it's not happening. In terms of who might really play Luther, it's been reported that Nicholas Holt is in the running for the villain. Jesse Eisenberg played Luther in Justice League. Before that, Kevin Spacey played him in Superman Returns, and before that, Gene Hackman played the villain in multiple Superman movie. Uh, David Cornsweet will play Superman in 2025 Superman Legacy with Rachel Brosnan portraying Lois Lane. Gunn is directing the movie and co-writing it. The next DC movie hitting theaters are Blue Beetle, August 18th, and then Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, December 25th. A sequel to Joker is coming to theaters in 2024. Okay. So, it doesn't take much to realize that, yeah, they're probably not going to hire a porn star to, to play these roles because I think... I think with the budget DC, you know, DC Films has even, you know, it's part of Warner Brothers Discovery now, which somehow the Discovery part is the question mark where it's like, where like Discovery is the slightly bigger fish over Warner Brothers. (laughs) Somehow, somehow we got, that's how we got, like, I was watching Billiam is the name of the YouTuber. He, He was doing, he's doing a couple videos on TLC, the Learning Channel, by the way, if you didn't know what that stood for. The Learning Channel and, like, how they went from, like, being educational and how, like, 
you could actually get college credit for like some of the content they made to uh, gypsies and people dating foreigners and other shit like that, you know. Um, and then, you know, they, they were owned by Discovery, and then, you know, now Discovery has Warner Brothers. It's just like a weird coincidence. Like, hey, you know those guys who do all those shows about little people? Yeah, they own they own Batman now. Like, what? <laughs> you know, that's weird. And that's why I'm really worried about Disney selling to Apple because those are two brands I kind of like, you know? But I feel like Disney's going to be a hard... I don't know. I'm thinking about, like, Disney selling, selling Disney. First, I just... I don't know. I don't... I like Disney remaining its own brand. That's just me. Uh, you know, but... Uh, but at the same time, like, Disney is already, like... Uh, like a monopoly it's <laughs> like how they were able to acquire fox was just good timing i guess in regards to like i don't think disney could possibly buy another property like and there's already not that many properties to begin with. anyways though let's go back to dc you know this makes me think about how porn stars are not taking taken as serious actors. I mean, you have a point. Th- I mean, you have a point there. You're like, I don't know. Like, you think of like, I don't like want to diminish what porn stars do because I'm like, it's a lot of work. Like, you ever sit down talk to a porn stars? Like, yeah. So here's how I prep for an anal scene, and then they like list out everything they have to do. And you're like, you know, I always imagined in my imagination the anal scenes were like, don't use my vagina, use my butthole, because not my boyfriend won't find out. You know, you you like the spontaneity of it all, but, uh, something like that. But, however, we're talking about Johnny Sins. My, I don't know, is he my favorite porn actor? No. I do, I do, in regards to male porn actors, like, it's hard to be a male porn actor, like, for real. And Johnny Sins is almost a household name, when it comes to pornography, Johnny Sins, because like he's been, he's done a lot, he does a lot, and he's also like I follow him on TikTok, and he's like a great guy too, and so I think he'd be a great Lex Luthor. But the problem is, you know, we we've seen we've seen the lengths that he was able to do as everything. He's been a firefighter, he's been in the military. Every every. Any military type holiday, I post a picture of him. Thank, thank the troops or whatever. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, he's a, you know, he's a great guy and I like him. But can he play Lex Luthor? And that's the thing, you know, with like with this new Superman movie, like you know, it's a James Gunn directed film, and James Gunn has a lot of hits. You know, hits. I don't know how many misses he's had. Like you know, his even like the the Suicide Squad. You know. If you know, I think it helped set up Peacemaker really well, and like P- the Peacemaker show was ten times better than the Suicide Squad movie. It's just the Suicide Squad movie. It had that thing where it's like anyone can die in any minute, and you know it doesn't matter. It had that Game of Thrones essence, of like don't get connected to a character. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that coming in, and then you're like, I don't care what happens to any of these characters. The the David Ayer's Suicide Squad movie had the better characters and even the actors I thought were all fine for playing the roles but James Gunn he really wanted to do a lot of just like random obscure characters like Peacemaker and try to make it work which he made Peacemaker work but like Idris Elba's character I don't even remember what Idris Elba's character is and I love that this shit you know they were like the chick who could control rats and then then polka dot guy you know that guy's 
infinitely popular. But like, yeah, every other character in that, like that whole montage of like famous actors just getting murdered at the beginning, which was funny. But you know, anyways, though, what am I? What am I saying? Um, I would love to see Johnny Sins play Lex Luthor, but at the same time, I kind of understand why they didn't. Hire, they're not hiring him, and. I kind of understand why he is. This rumor came out because, it was, but it's because it's kind of funny. So, all right, time for our main article of the day. For some reason, I do main articles now. Uh, this one's from Forbes uh, YouTube channel. Linus Tech Tips: Inaccuracies and Sexual Harassment Allegations Explained. Linus Tech Tips, a technology product review YouTube channel with more than 15 million subscribers, has had a tumultuous week, starting with claims of factual inaccuracies in reviews and allegations of a toxic work environment and sexual harassment made by a former employee on Wednesday, leading the company to cease uploading new content for one week. Linus Tech Tips attracted controversy on August 14th, happy birthday to me, when GamerNexus, another technology review channel with 2 million subscribers, posted a video that has garnered 3.8 million views alleging inaccuracies in graphics processing unit and central processing unit review videos, some of which Linus Tech Tips has admitted to as well as employee testimonials that Linus Tech Tips rushes content and prioritizes quantity over quality. Gamers Nexus Steve Berg alleged Linus Tech Tips failed its responsibility to do, do to do due diligence on a product, citing a water cooling block that the channel ostensibly tested using an incompatible GPU, then concluded is a bad product. A move Burke argued could harm manufacturers Billet Labs, a small company. A written response from former Linus Tech Tip CEO Linus Sebastian stated the company has experienced growing pains and will focus on strengthening the quality of its work, but defended his decision to not retest the Billet Labs product with a compatible GPU, claiming it would not have made a difference since the product would still be an egregious waste of money, a response Burke called unhinged and unapologetic. In a 20-minute video uploaded Wednesday, which has 3.5 million views, Linus Sebastian apologized for not retesting the product for his written response, and the company pledged to pause YouTube uploads for one week and to reduce the amount of content created to improve quality and accuracy. Former Linus Tech Tips social media manager Madison Reeve alleged in a tweet thread Wednesday morning she was inappropriate, grabbed multiple times in the office, had co-workers make sexual and demeaning comments towards her, and had her mental health suffer to the point that she hurt herself to avoid going to work. Linus Tech Tips CEO Taryn Tong told PC Gamers he was in a state of shock after reading Reeve's thread and pledged human resources and an outside investigator would conduct a review of the allegations. The company posted a statement on X, formerly known as Twitter, stating it is taking Madison's allegations seriously and urging employees with similar experiences to come forward. Forbes reached out to Linus Media Group, Linus Tech Tips' parent company, for comment. Linus Tech Tips has uploaded more than 6,500 technology-focused videos on YouTube since November 2008. In addition to product reviews, many of the channel's most popular videos include building computers and tips for gaming and technology use. The company has led by Sebastian, who founded the channel until he stepped down as CEO in July 2023 to become the company's chief vision officer. Tong took over as CEO last month. 
in the August 14th Gamer Nexus video. Happy birthday to me on August 14th. Burke criticized Lions Tech Tips for auctioning off the Billet Labs water cooling block instead of returning it to the company as he claimed it had promised to do. In the written response, Sebastian said the project was auctioned off because of a miscommunication and the company has already pledged to compensate Billet Labs for the cost. But in Burke's video Tuesday, he says Billet Labs told him Sebastian had not previously promised to reimburse the company for the product and that the company has not heard from Sebastian until after Burke had posted his August 14th video. Some social media users and Lions Tech Tip fans criticized the company for inserting jokes into the monetizing its apology video, which allows creators to profit from views, though ads or donations from viewers. The company said it turned off monetization for the video following the backlash. Some fans voiced their anger over the controversy in the Linus Tech Tips subreddit, which has 316,000 members. One post, which demands a firmer sorry from the company, has been upvoted nearly 2,000 times on other meme on Reddit, mocking the company for including humor in its apology video, which states it cost the company any remaining respect we had was voted more than 15,000 times. These allegations do not align with our company ethics or the values we preach internally. We aim to provide an inclusive work environment where everyone can feel comfortable and more importantly safe, Linus Texas said in a statement on X in response to Reeves' allegations on Wednesday. Seven million, seven billion, $264 58,762. I hope that, I don't know, dude. That's how many views Linus Tech Tips have across all of his YouTube videos. Linus Media Group's Yvonne Ho said prior to the YouTube content pause, the channel had not missed a daily video upload in 12 years. Um, this is like some interesting shit. So some of you aren't into like tech like I am. I'm very into tech. But I'm, I'm so interested in Linus Media Group. I'm like, I've just been obsessed with them. I want to say since like maybe 2020, there was not the pandemic started because, you know, I think then it was like, I can't do music and as well as got into gaming and see what they're suggest for gaming. And, you know, I, I'm a Mac user too and I found they have Mac content as well. So a lot of interesting stuff, you know, that's been going on and on with them. So, so the first thing I want to talk about, the thing that doesn't really surprise me that much is their like review videos you know the the quality isn't there and they're not very good accurate reviews so that doesn't necessarily surprise me because I understand how big of a company Linus Media Group is and so you know just looking at those facts right there I'm like oh yeah it's very simple like they want to rush videos out and the thing and we think about like rushing videos out and you know not giving products, you know, the proper due diligence and shit like that. You know, I understand that because, like, they have a big, they have a big staff there. And so, like, they want to make sure, like, money is coming in and coming out. So, like, to do that, you know, if you obviously know anything about content creation. Like, I do somewhat understand that. They should have done a lot better. There's a lot of, I mean, like, obviously they're in the wrong here. But to me, like, saying that, like, hey, we kind of tested your reviews and did our own kind of research, and you were wrong about that. And, you know, me and myself, if I was someone who was reviewing tech, I'd be like, okay, so it seems like if after multiple, I'm like, okay, so after multiple things happen, okay, it seems like our products are, like, our review videos are not doing it right, you know? Clearly, we're not doing it right. And, you know, you think about sponsored content. Like, if someone says, they sent me this for free, However, I'm going to try and do a review it 
as honestly as I can or say, hey, I, they sent this to me to review. Sometimes you can take those videos and we're like, you can take those videos and be like, hey, um, you know, they did get this for free, so if they do say good shit, it's probably because, you know, they got the product for free or whatever, or, and if they ask to send it back sometimes or, you know, stuff like that. It's just a normal, it's a normal thing in, like, the tech community to be, like, if you're a tech influencer to be sent that shit like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I just assume that they, they should just, you know, you know, in my mind, I'll be like, okay, yeah, this is clearly something we're doing wrong. Let's take a week off like they're doing. Let's refocus. And let's, what can we do to make sure that we're not trying to screw people over with our reviews and stuff like that, or like make someone buy something that they, that could end up just being horrible for their life. Like, I think that's understandable. And I think that would be easy. And then it comes to like all this fucking sexual harassment shit that's been going on. I think what's her what's her name? Madison has been been posting, and I believe that shit a hundred percent. Like I, I read that, I'm like, that sounds real. Because I've always wondered, because Linus Tech Tip is like I watch those videos and they do like these uh, Intel or AMD five thousand dollar upgrades they do for like their staff and stuff like that. And for me, like I'm like watching that stuff and having you know, watching that, having fun. And it's like this job seems too good to be true. Like, and I think that's probably why I follow Lions Tech Tips so far. I've actually never subscribed. They always just show up on my recommended. So if you want to know who the real good guy is, that's me. Uh, and stuff like that. Like, it always sounded too good to be true. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to that. Um, I looked at all of Madison's tweets going into this. And I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, I'm, I've worked day jobs and I am the guy to be making inappropriate jokes at the workplace. Like I am that guy. However, it's never like occurred to me. Like, you know, and we're talking about, we talked about Lizzo last week and, you know, as someone, you know, if you're working with someone and like someone's your employee, you know, but like, you're also kind of friends too. And you're not going to, I wouldn't be like, Hey, eat that banana. That woman just shoved in your vagina or else you're fired. I would say, Hey, I'll give you, you know, it's like, hey, I know you're my employee, but I will give you $1,000 if you do this. You know, most, you know, that's a good question, and you can't really force anyone. Like, you can try your best to see what you can do and, like, what you can muster up, but you can't do that. But, like, this chick is, like, asked to twerk in the office. You know, I've made a lot of inappropriate jokes in offices. I've never asked a lady colleague of mine uh, to twerk for me. That's something I've never... Never asked. I've uh, I've made fun of their... I usually just make, you know, because I've worked jobs where it's an office full of ladies, and so you're just like, oh, what's this What's this current guy you're dating? Like, like, oh my God, he abandoned you and your child? How could this be? His name's Ian? I couldn't imagine someone named Ian would abandon your child. I mean, you know, that's actually a little too real. Um, so anyways, like, just shit like that. I don't know how... I just don't get how men, like, you have those sexual harassment meetings, like, they force you to sit down and listen to them and shit like that, even if you don't want to, and even when you do know better, like, how are we still at a point where it's like, yeah, some guys just don't understand the sexual harassment thing, like, oh, you think asking your coworker to take off all their clothes for you during work, you didn't understand that was in a problem, I just don't, I just don't get that shit, you know, I listened to, like, a leak meeting, leaked meeting they had, where they talked about, like, you know, they were talking about this. And it was one of those meetings where, you know, uh, 
you know, you heard Linus talk, and I think James is the other guy there, like a guy who probably who looks probably too too good to be into computers, if I want to say that right. Uh, it was just kind of like, hey, we do not like sexual harassment in the workplace. We do not accept it. We do not tolerate it. But the problem is, I think, th- this one's going to be a little controversial, but, you know, when you have an office like that and you have an employee, two employees you really like, and one of those employees sexually harasses the other employees, you know, as a boss, you're just like, hey, stop that shit. Figure it out. Stop that. That's what you want to do. You know, like, stop that shit right now. That's what, you know, and I feel like that's what Linus is going for before he stepped down and had another guy be a CEO too, which is, uh, that's a whole thing. I remember seeing that and I'm like, something going on here? I don't know if that's the case here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what what's in another man's mind where it's like, is this an appropriate thing to ask a woman to do at the workplace? Like, Imagine going to a job at your first day, going up to a female coworker. Sorry, I said female. Apparently, not supposed to say female anymore. A woman coworker. You're like, will you give me a blowjob right now? Like, what do you think is gonna happen to you? What do you th- like? I just can't imagine. And I think the thing with like sexual harassment in the workplace, the qu- there is always like the question or sexual like assault in the workplace. I think the the question is, like, obviously, we have to say, like, yeah, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. But then, at the same time, we have to also go, but then you're like, okay, as a boss, like, you find out one coworker assaulted another coworker. What do you do? I'm like, but you're like, you like this coworker, and, like, you could probably get them to stop. And, you know, she's like that. But obviously, the answer is don't assault your coworkers, you know. It's an easy answer. Don't do that. It's bad, you know. Uh, when this podcast becomes the voice of reason, we know shit has hit the fan. Sh- the, a fan has been hit with caca, and it's gone. Yeah. Anyways, though, no sexually assault coworkers. That's what I want to say. And uh, I am very interested to see what happens with Lions Tech Tips. Like, I'm very much following them because I like their channel for the most part. Even though I'm not like a PC gamer, like. They still make content I'm, like, somewhat interested in. Like, they make Mac content. I'm still going to subscribe to Mac address. That guy didn't do anything. I don't know his name. That guy didn't do shit. So I'm not going to unsubscribe from him. You know, just... in those videos come out very... Uh, Mac address is, like, their small channel. But, uh... Their smaller channel. But I'm not going to unsubscribe to that. That guy didn't do shit. And hopefully no, no one on that team did shit, too. You know? So anyways, though... Do what you want. Uh, I mean... Don't, don't, the, the advice this episode, don't sexually assault employees and coworkers, okay? That's the life lesson. All right. Last article we got here is from TMZ, our, our favorites. Kid Rock enjoys a Bud Light, dot, dot, dot. Wait, what? Kid Rock seemingly can't turn down the light. Refreshing taste of a Bud Light no matter who is on the can. Sipping on, oh, so hold on, sipping on a cold one only months after he obliterated cases of the beer with an AR-style rifle. That's right, the same guy who explained fuck Bud Light in fucking Anheuser-Busch a few months ago was at Skydeck in Nashville Thursday night t- taking in Colt Ford's show. The former rocker seemed pretty relaxed as he clutched the blue can, taking sips while chatting and laughing with some friends. Unclear if there were other beer options available, but Kid Rock's choice seemed 
seems pretty shocking considering how hard he went in on the brand earlier this year. As we reported, Kid Rock posted a video shooting and destroying several cases of the beer on his property in April. The angry post came in response to trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney teaming up with the company for a social media campaign where her face was placed on cans of beer. We should note that Dylan's can weren't for sale to the public. They were only issued for her. Though it's unlikely many Kid Rock fans have a change of heart. Or maybe he just realized there's much bigger things to worry about. Okay, so... Yeah, I think the real funny thing is, like, I think of, like, cheap beer as cheap beer. Like, I think it all fucking tastes the same, you know? I'm getting to a point where, like, the style of beer, all like, all of them, they all taste the same. Unless they add something weird to it, like uh, lemon or some shit. I do love, like, Boulevard Brewing Company, which they were canceled for, like, a second. And then they PR'd themselves out of the grave. And they had this ginger lemon rattler. And one, that's, I think, lemony type beers, you know, like lighter wheat lemon type of beers are my favorite. Like uh, Summer Shandy, Line and Google, those are probably like my favorite types uh, and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, that was really good. And, you know, it's hard to find that. Uh, but like, you know, like Boulevard beers, like, you know, that's, if you're in Can like in Missouri and Kansas, you know what that is. Um, but, uh, like, Bud Light, like, you can, like, I think Coors Light tastes the same. Like, I'll even say PBR tastes similar. Bush Light, they all fucking taste the same, dude. It's all, like, the fact that he had to go back to Bud Light. You know, like, I had to. You know, man, I had to. And also, I'm going to wrap this part up, but, like, why does everyone hate transgender people for no reason? You know, it's like... How, like, yeah, I think about this, like, when people are saying why they hate gay people, I'm like, how does this affect your life, and how is it? And the worst thing I ever heard was pastors being like, it's like, what if they make me, what if, like, I go to jail because I can't, because I refuse to marry someone who's, like, like a homosexual couple and stuff like that. I'm like, one, there's protections. You have, like, a religious thing where you're like, I don't have to do that, and you're not going to be sent to jail for that. At least in the United States, you're not going to be sent to jail uh, for that, and also, uh, you're pretty homophobic, so I don't think any gay people are gonna talk to you, so, like, I don't know what, like, that was the worst argument, that was the argument I heard, which actually does have a kind of point, because, like, if you're a pastor and you're, like, really against that, because of your beliefs, like, yeah, being sent to jail for that, you know, is an actual worry, but it's not, I think religious freedoms are still protected and shit like that, so, like that, but, like, why do people hate trans people? The only reason I could say, like, I wouldn't like a trans person is someone, so, someone who used to be a man now identifies as a woman and is competing in sports. That's a whole, you know, like, trans people in sports is, like, a whole conversation that no one qualified is talking about, like, for real. And I'm not qualified to talk about it, so I can't really say too much, but I'm saying, like, everyone who's wanting to have a voice in regards to... Uh, trans humans participating in sports are not qualified to be talking about that because like Dave Chappelle said, the worst example, but Dave Chappelle said, if LeBron James decided to change their gender today, should LeBron James compete in the NBA where they were or be switched to the WNBA where they would murder women? Like, that's a, you know, that's a good question. Sports is, like, the real question, but we need to have, like, qualified people talk about that. But besides that, like, 
what actual, why do you actually hate trans people? Like, why? There's no reason to, like, what are they, are they, like, what are they doing to you? Seriously, like, what are trans people doing to you? That's the real question. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your nearest or your, your nearest retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. 
So I recently finished watching Ted Lasso, and everyone's like, hasn't Tim Lasso been on for like three years? I'm like, yeah. But, however, the show is apparently in over, and uh, I got two months free of uh, Apple TV because I'm like, there's nothing else on that shit I want to watch. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up watching Ted Lasso, and I got to say, chef's kiss. Beautiful, great show. Uh, and this is coming from the guy who does not give a shit about sports, uh, or sports shows or shit like that. I grew up just overwhelmed. Both my parents were coaches and teachers. So, uh, sports and school are just out of the question for me. I'm like, done. Don't need to, don't need to be into that anymore. Uh, but, um, yeah. So, but this show is just fucking... This show will pull at your goddamn heartstrings. Like, dude, for real, this will just fucking pull on your heartstrings. Uh, basically, if you if you don't know what the show is about, if you don't know what Ted Lasso is about, so basically this uh, coach, he coaches American football in the state of Kansas, Rock Chalk. He is, uh, Jason Sudeikis is from, I think he lives in Overland Park, from right. So, yeah, he's, you know... Kansas guy, so I'm glad they base his character off of, like, a guy from Kansas. And I gotta say, there are types of guys in Kansas. I would say Missouri has them, too, but a lot of them in Kansas, they're just fucking like that, dude, for real. <laughs> they're just like, be a goldfish. Forget that, brother. <laughs> you know? It's just shit like that. It's really funny. Anyways, though, he becomes the the coach or the manager. I don't know how they say it in, in wrong country, but... Um, Ends up becoming, uh, you know, right, real football, which is soccer in America. Because comes the coach there uh, for a team called USC Richmond. However, the first season, the owner is trying to ruin the club. That's why she hired Ted uh, to do it. And then they became friends, and she admitted, like, yeah, I, used, I did this to try to ruin us. And she's like, and Ted was like, yeah, I understand what happens when you're going through divorce <laughs> and shit like that. You know, very, very interesting I show like that, but like, yeah, that also talks about the character development of the show. It's just like so well executed, so well done. Like, I, I don't know how they did it so well. And it's like, I, you know, I watch a lot of TV, and so I think I'm like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Like, they're gonna drag out this. Like, they were dating and they broke up, and they're gonna be like, they want to get back together, but they don't know any better. Like, you know, you you understand like the stereotypical tropes that shows have and this show will not do that which i absolutely love um you know we're talking about like jamie tart he was like this all-star player but somehow is on richmond and richmond is supposed to be this like they're not bad but they're not good either you know type of thing where it's just like they lose a lot but they're not like horrible players stuff like that but they're trying to get better uh, so it's very interesting. Jamie Tart's like a all this all star player, and then former, and then Roy Kent was like this older football player who's you know Jamie Tart used to look up to, but uh, Roy Kent doesn't like him, and so it's very interesting. Jamie Tart's like an insufferable prick, and you know like these character developments they do in this show, where it's like, does he get back together with his ex? No, doesn't get back together with his ex throughout the series, but however, he does change and become a better person and an actual person you would actually want to play on a team with because, because like, when I watch this show, you know, like, you see all these athletes are kind of pricks and are like, like, they're still losing. Like, it's like, you have Michael Jordan on the team, but you're still losing. So it's like, doesn't even matter if 
Michael Jordan's on the team if you're losing games and stuff like that. I have to like not put it into basketball terms. That's the only sport I really can enjoy uh, and stuff like that. So like you think about that, Jamie, and then uh, Rebecca, she's the owner of the team. She first goes from like, I want to ruin this team because of my ex. She got it from like her divorce and she's like, I'm going to ruin this team to get back at my ex-husband. And uh, she realizes the the way she was trying to do it with, like, hiring an American football coach was not the answer. And at the end of the season, I think she does get that satisfaction of, like, hey, uh, I figured out a way to ruin his legacy. Like, I don't want to spoil that shit for you. That's something you need to watch. It's very. I think it's the v- second to last episode or the very last episode. One of the two. Uh, you know, you kind of get that in this, into the season three, so that's really cool. You know, like Keely, uh, she goes from like football hoe, like the football hoe who just jumps from one football player to another. You know, she becomes like her own thing. She starts her own life where she don't need no man. Uh, we were talking about like Roy Kent learns to just be more open instead of being like the hard ass fuck you guy to being more open. Like, and I love that. Roy Kent's probably my favorite character. On the show, not because he's going to be playing Hercules, seeing there's rumors that like they're going to make a new Thor movie and Hercules is going to be in it. I don't know if he's the bad. He's probably not going to be the bad guy because I think Hercules is regularly a, like a hero type of shit. Uh, so he's good. And, like you know, he has his niece, and you know, and that's like a good. That was just very well, very well played. You know, and uh, the way. This show, like, resolves issues is also very interesting. Like, there's uh, Banter, which is, like, the dating app that Keely made, uh, which is, like, very... It's a very anonymous dating app, which, in reality, like, that's how people get murdered. Uh, But, like, it turns out Sam, one of the soccer players, and... Or football players, sorry. And Rebecca, the owner of the team, which Sam plays for, they matched and, like, started a relationship. And you're just, like... Oh, I assume once they find out, they're going to have a serious talk and then it's going to be over or they're going to actually have a romance. But no, they ended it very well with Sam being like, you know, I'm going to say single, not because uh, of anyone, but just for myself. You know, it's like, oh, it's very, it's a very interesting way, you know, to do that and romance. And then season one, there's like Keely's dating Jamie Tart. And then you're like, but it seems like her and Roy are going to start up a romance and then. Keely, you know, and, like, before they're really, as a couple, Keely sleeps with Jamie, and and they're just like, well, were you guys official yet? No. I don't know what you're supposed to be mad about. And they're like, okay. And they resolve that issue like normal adults probably would, you know, for the most part. So that's interesting. Um, My favorite part, you know, Ted Lasso, like, you know, he has anxiety, and he's starting to develop very bad anxiety and having panic attacks and stuff like that. It's nice to see that in the show. And executed really well. I was really happy with how they executed that and how uh, that was really well, how well that was taken, you know. And then Ted had to be like eventually when it got leaked that he was he was having panic attacks and he was like, yeah, you know, I was having panic attacks. Let's talk. Let's be more open about how mental health and sports and stuff like that, which probably needs to happen and, and stuff like that. So very interesting. Fun, fun, fun shit. Um, but the finale of the show... I got to say, will make you fucking lose it. It's, it's, you get so, like, it's a three-season show. Like, how you can get so emotionally attached to all these characters is so fucking surprising, especially for me who watched the show in the span of, like, two months. 
because that's what Apple TV gave, what I, my free Apple TV subscription got me. Like, you know, back how connected you got to these characters. It did, also did not help. Well, it did help with the emotional baggage with putting Father and Son by Cat Stevens at the end of it. So, uh, yeah, that, that probably helped them out a ton uh, in regards to for the emotional baggage of this show. But hopefully that didn't spoil a ton for you. But if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, uh, figure out a way. Use, like, your free trial of, like, Apple TV. You know, get, get like, a free trial, I would say, if, like, that's the show you need to watch. They don't have a ton of other stuff on there, you know? It's, like, it's just, it's, Apple's weird because they didn't own any properties before, whereas, like, when Disney decided to start their own, like, yeah, we own Lucasfilm, we own Marvel, we own, we have our own Disney catalog. Makes sense for us to just make our own streaming services, cut out, like, a middleman like Netflix. And then, you know, Peacock, you know, they had all these NBC shows and other stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, even Paramount makes sense, you know, to an extent, you know, uh, for what they have. And then you get to, like, Apple and, like, oh, uh, everything's just, like, new shit. So, very interesting. So, I would say use your Apple TV free trial to watch Ted Lasso. I think the whole show's out now. I don't know if they're going to continue the show. I doubt it seemed like a finale. It would be, I think, if they did continue, it would be some sort of spinoff. And it would not involve Jason Sudeikis. So, I don't even know. Like, everyone, it was a good cast in the show, but... I don't know if the show would be actually be that good without Jason Sudeikis. You know, I feel like some. It's like, it's like The Office. You know, like Michael Scott was the glue that held everything together. But like, every character was good on their own at the same time. So, best advice I can give, fellas, ladies, they them's, check out Ted Lasso. It's some good shit. Okay, so it's back to school time. So therefore, let's read some. Let's read what BuzzFeed considers. 21 hilariously accurate tweets about the first day of school. So let's jump into it. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, it's the night before the first day of school when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. School email. One more thing. If you don't know that, that's Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, um, yeah, schools have gotten so much fucking crazier these days. You're like, oh yeah, before the first day of school, we have five events for you to learn who your teacher is. I'm like, just shove this kid in school, they'll figure out who their teacher is, you know? I'm like, fuck it, like, one more thing, how much shit do we need in schools, like, for real? I don't know, I'm like, if you're not, like, in band, I mean, like, I understand when you're, like, band or an extracurricular, but, like, how much shit do you need for fucking calculus? How much shit do you need for geometry? Uh, like, protractor and a pencil. Alright, cool. One, thank you for the email. Shout out to all the parents who took the obligatory perfect portrait of the kids on the first day of school as if all utter hell didn't break loose in the house during this epic shit show of getting them ready on time. You're all my people. Yeah. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I do hate the whole Facebook, like, our perfect kids, perfect family, as if I wouldn't go over to your house for dinner and it would be utter chaos. So like, let's just not pretend anymore, dude. And uh, let's just not pretend. Uh, and also, like, I mean, I don't know. My mom got us to take our pictures, you know. We couldn't leave. I don't know. My parents were, like, up at, like, 5 a.m., like, re refreshed and ready to go for the day while everyone else just is trying to process existence and being alive. So, yeah. So, like, you know, like, when kids always wake up early and the parents are always annoyed about it. My parents didn't have that problem. We were never – my parents were always up before me. She like that. So, yeah. And everything. And also, uh, don't write all your kids' school information 
on those fucking photos to your public fucking social media, dude. Like, yeah, that sounds a great way for my kid to get molested. Today is the first day of school for my kids. They only go for two hours. I get to drop them off, go home to use the bathroom, and then go back to pick them up. Yeah, at what point is that even worth it? Like, the half day of school, dude? Like, especially if you live in the city. Like, you know, you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, it's not that big of a deal, you know? But, like, for real, like, two hours of school. I'm like, just, let's just, I'll just keep them at home or put them in, like, a daycare. What's it, like? They always make, like, pre-preschool or some shit, like, now. Because back in my day, it was preschool, and then your mom put you in another year of preschool because she didn't want to save money on daycare, and then you started kindergarten. So and my mom was like, it's normal to go to preschool for two years. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not normal to be in a same grade twice. That is not normal for anyone. Okay? Um, but, yeah, no, I never understood the half day. I'm like, just keep it for the full fucking day. They can do it. It's like, oh, next year they're going to be ready. For some reason, but, like, now they're not, you know. <laughs> How was your first day of school? Four-year-old. I didn't hurt anyone. That's better than expected. That's actually good. That's actually good parenting right there. How was first day school? I didn't hurt anyone. I'm like, well, you maintained expectations, and that's all I ask. That's what good parents do. Maintain, have expectations, have realistic expectations, and make sure that your kids uh, live and thrive in those expectations. Don't make... Uh, if they reach this expectation, don't raise it higher. Just let them, you know, let them, let them reach the expectations. Let them be good. You know, that's where they don't become mentally ill when they grow up, dude. Uh, I asked my son what time he wanted to wake him up on the first day of school. 6.30, so I have enough time to shower and cry. <laughs> dude, for real. That's the nice thing, dude. Dude, yeah, for real. And it's like, they make school, I hear what fucking kids have to do now, like, so now I was in school, like, online classes were fairly new. Like, my senior year, I was able to take one online class. It was, like, an online class I was supposed to be in school doing. I didn't, I didn't. Because I had an off hour, then I just didn't show back up from after the off hour, dude. Oh, man. I graduated, though, um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, now they're like, yeah, you can take a couple extra classes, too, so you can take more extracurricular. I'm like, that's just going to, that's called burnout. That's how, that's how you make jaded adults right there. Shit like that. My favorite thing about my kids' first day of school is when they come home and I get carpal tunnel from the small truckload of papers that take me three hours to sign. That's why you need to work on like a signature. It's just like so I so when you're when you're when you play music, you you do we all work out our signatures. Like people think like, oh, it just came to you. I'm like, no, we we sat down and tried to work on it. I have one that's just very, very quick to sign. And even then I'll just, you know, sign all that shit, you know. I'll just be like, I don't know, like, some unrealistic expectations for parents with kids. You're like, like, I'm supposed to help them with math. Isn't that your job, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, go to the teacher. They're the ones supposed to be teaching you shit, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I finished that shit. I forgot. And that's the thing, though. If it's really important, how come I don't know how to do it anymore? That's a good question to ask teachers when, like, they make kids do fucking dumbass shit. You're like, if I don't remember how to do this... Doesn't even mean it's important because I'm an adult and I'm functioning fine. Shit like that. So very interesting, you know. Uh, And I I do want to say I'm very pro-teacher in this class, but, like, expectations, like, it's always, like, school boards and shit for, like, students and teachers. It's just, like, very unnecessary. Like, here's, here's, like, a fucking pamphlet of things you need to sign. Like, 
what my what the hell am my kid what is my how is my kid doing in school like are they are they fucking doing are they competing for American Ninja Warrior or some shit like that where I need to sign all these release forms so they they get hurt and it's like oh well they they didn't knew what was going to them like god damn I guess comparing schools to American Ninja Warrior isn't that far out considering there's a presidential fitness test that you're shamed for not passing and uh, the fact that some guys go poop bring their pew pews into schools so that's cool uh, weird how the first day of school also coincides with the first day anybody has ever driven a car for real like what is what is it with like and especially dude for real college dorm came in. when I was in college like they they had one day only one day for every single student in the school to move into the dorms and basically, though you couldn't do anything, you basically had to stay home that entire day, for the most part, or else like you're out a couple hours just trying to get like a loaf of bread or some shit. Like they try to inconvenience an entire town so they don't have to work that much. Like Jesus Christ, spread it out to three days. Three days isn't that bad. You don't have to have everyone there for every day. You know, like I don't know. I don't know if this is your first rodeo, but uh, if this is how you conduct things, I don't think your student people should be learning from this institution. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, dude, you know, people just don't know how to drive. I don't know. I don't know. They see another car on the road. You see another car on the road. I'm like, I don't know what to do. The fucking Tim Robinson's like, no, everyone knows how to do everything. Like, God damn it. Uh, for the first day of school pickup, I threw away the snack wrappers in the back seat, but I didn't vacuum. Couldn't set the bar too high for the rest of the year. I'm like, yeah, why are you trying so fucking hard, dude? It's, it's, who are you trying to impress? Are you trying to impress your fucking kids? You don't need to fuck. You don't need to impress your kids. That's just your kids already think you're lame, so you don't have to worry about that. All summer long, kids are healthy. Five minutes into the first day of school, everyone has Ebola. I think the reason why is because in the summer, your kids are around less people, and when they are around people, they're outside where it's harder for germs to get away. People think like cold weather causes like. Cold, like gives you a cold, and that's not the case. The reason why you get a cold is because you're not as outside as much. Everyone's in the winter. Everyone goes inside, and in that you know, cold weather. Everyone's going to go inside to not be in cold weather, and uh, everyone being inside that passes germs around a lot easier than being outside. So that's why that's so. Uh, the reason why your kids are getting sick during the school year versus why they don't get sick in the summer is because they're around more people inside in an inside environment. And that's why. I'm just a genius, I know. Me, what are you going to wear for the first day of school? Nine-year-old, my coolest shirt. Me, what are you? What about the second day? Nine, my coolest shirt again. I'm going to be do, doing laundry, a lot of laundry. Dude, I remember my mom wanted those first day of school pictures to be perfect, so we'd wear clothes that we would never wear anywhere else. You know, I was like, I would never wear this. It's like slightly dress-up clothes for the first day of school, and I hated it, and I'm like, why do I have to dress up? And like back then, I was like, why do I have to dress up like I'm going to church? You know? Like, like I'm not going to church. I'm going to school. And the rest of the year, I don't have to dress up for school. This is bullshit. Like, I knew it was bullshit back then. But my mom was like, I want to make it look like my kids dress up like fucking dorks every day to school. And, uh, yeah. And she thrived that. So all our documentation of how I dress for school is me looking like a goddamn dork. You know? Like, why don't we just take the pictures for the photos and then not wear that to school? Like, why would you want your... Kind of, like, isn't, like, a good percentage of, like, your kids' clothing is, like, shit they're going to ruin, you know? So why not, don't make them wear that to school. 
On the first day of school, you cry because your babies are growing up too fast, but after the first week of school, you're like, get out of my car. I get that. I get that, too. You're like, I don't want my kid to grow up, and then your kid's already grown up, and you're like, get the fuck out of my car. Just like, shit like that, you know? Cool stuff. Uh, the first day of school is single-handedly keeping the tiny chalkboard industry alive. No shit. And everyone, like I said, do not put all your fucking, your kid's personal information down. He, he plays soccer and he plays, uh, flag football. And, uh, here, here are all the, here are all the dates for those for you. If you want to go and kidnap my child, like, oh yeah. And here's the schedule at school every day. You know, the school that most people can just easily walk into. Yeah, it's, you know, you can just go into there. Yeah, it's easy. On the first day of school, my six-year-old told me about his art teacher, Mr. McClary, McClay. Uh, this week, I found out his name is actually Mr. Mitchell. Turns out my kid has been calling him Mr. McClay because he thinks that's a better name for an art teacher. That actually is a really great name for an art teacher. I like that kid. That kid's cool. Keep that kid around. Don't kill that kid. I would say keep that kid around. He, he's he's worth it. Uh or they are there with. I'm sorry. I assume someone's gender. Sorry for my microaggressions. Yesterday was the first day of school, and I found homework in my kid's backpack five minutes before we had to leave. It was for me. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, though. If, like, you have paperwork, and your kids are supposed to turn that shit in, you know, and your kid gives that shit to you, like, you don't have to do shit with that, you know? And you're like, it's like, what's the teacher going to call you? And I'm like, yeah, I saw. I didn't really want to do it, to be honest with you. Kind of focused on keeping my kid alive and, you know, making sure they're good. I don't want to fill out your bullshit, you know. That's what I would do. I'd be a great parent. I'd be a great parent. I understand both sides. I understand how both sides have bullshit, and I understand the bullshit from both sides, from having teacher parents, so that's really cool. Uh, if it wasn't for the first day of school, I'd never see my kids in a decent shirt one day. Dude, for real, that's what I had. They put me in, like, fucking... Like fucking uh, the f word. That's not fuck. You know. That's what. That's what how like I was dressed. You know. Let kids dress the way they want to, dude. Like who cares? It's a kid. It's a child. I don't know what you like. What are you expecting from a child to look nice, dude? For real. Uh, sent a pic. Sent my sister a pic of my kids on their first day of school, and she asked me where was the pic of me with a drink in my hand jumping on the couch. Uh, yeah, you don't. Most people don't post things of them drinking on the internet. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just you know, no one needs to know about your alcoholism. You know, keep that shit to yourself for the most part. Uh, my favorite part of my five-year-old's first day of school pick with me and her dad is not that it's taken at a weird angle or how my husband's head's head is cut off. It's how you can see my poor four-year-old taking our picture on. Four, you're taking on my picture. Our picture on my sunglasses. Look, like. I don't know why parents are talking about, like, why it's so hard to get a photo of their kids. Like, kids, like, grow up. Like, kids these days have never seen life without, like, an iPhone or an iPad or shit like that. They've never experienced life without it. Like, they, every child I know knows, you pull out a phone and I just hold it up like this. They're going to be like, cheese. So I don't know how people, maybe you're just bad parents. I don't know. Uh, Introducing my kids to Ferris Bueller's Day Off the night before their first day of school. May have been a mistake. Yeah, so all of a sudden, my kid's sick a lot. I don't know what's going on. Uh, all right, finally, we got to the last one. First day of school, four-year-old. And there's a kid called Hunter, six-year-old, muttering. I bet he doesn't even hunt, for real. Also, Hunter is the ugliest fucking name that's ever existed. Come here, Hunter. Like, 
you named him after a thing you, you like you love hunting so much. You had to name your child that. I don't like anything that much to name a child after that. I'm not going <laughs> to imagine fucking naming a child Blink-182. All right, Blink-182, Schwegler. Let's get ready for school. All right, Green Day, Schwegler. Let's get going. Shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. What would we learn? Parents are fucking weird. Teachers are fucking weird. And uh, communication is very lost. And some people are too fucking stupid to know. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely but drizzly isn't just about convenience it's about choice discover new flavors explore unique craft brews or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal with drizzly's vast selection you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it worried about the hassle of age verification drizzly has you covered their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world 
world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, it's time for Oh No, Our Table. No sound drop this week. Uh, The part of the podcast where I go through some questions and I answer said questions, and then our lives are improved. All of our lives. Not just mine, your life is improved as well. Let's just jump into it. Uh, First question we got here. Do most guys like giving oral to their girlfriends? Okay. So, thinking about like oral sex, and the thing about oral sex is unless you're doing the, one of the fun numbers, the the one that's not weed. Um, oral sex is usually all giving, in a sense, where, you know, regular intercourse could be both doing their part or it's one person doing their, It can be one person doing one thing or it could be both parties working together for a common goal. But uh, in regards to, yeah, oral, it's... Uh, yeah, usually it's it's all usually giving, unless you're one of the fun numbers. So, uh, I know, and I think I think it's important to say here before I go into the men and start tackling the men. I should say, ladies, if you don't if you don't like sucking dick, have fun being alone, because if you don't like doing that, and you like, it's not like I guess it's saying you don't like doing that, but you refuse to do it and rarely do it, you probably deserve to be alone. I think that's God telling you that, like, your some wires got crossed in your brain, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that you should probably not breed because we don't need more people. We don't need you to make more women who don't like giving, you know, don't like giving head, you know? That's one thing I, you know, might say. But for guys, most guys don't mind it for the most part. I think... I think the thing with being a guy is like you want to. I think you want to. Uh, I think you want to be like the satisfier, you know. And I think women are usually lazier on that end because they're like, oh, a guy just putting his dick in me is is enough for him, you know. But like you know, stuff like that. So like you know, guys want to make you squirm, you know, and stuff like that. Like it, it makes a guy feel proud when you say you're sore the next day, you know. It's stuff like that. So. um Yes, I would say for the most part, guys usually are, for the most part, you know, every guy's different. And if a guy doesn't, like, to quote the great Smash Mouth, a king who doesn't is no king at all. And you're coming, you're listening to the foreplay king here today. Um, So yeah, most guys do. If a guy doesn't, there's either A, he doesn't like doing a lot, you know, he's kind of lazy. That's one thing. Uh, Another thing is, like, one thing to check is, does he do a good job? Because I guess, like, if he doesn't, you know, if you're not enjoying it for the most part, like, the guys are like, what's the point, you know? Stuff like that. Um, but I think mostly for the most part, uh, yeah, if, like, so there's one thing you need to check. How bad does it smell down there? How clean it is down there? This is for both genders. All, all gen- you know, there's there's a lot of genders, but there's two, we have two sets of genitalia, so whatever genitalia you have, folks, uh, I gotta say, Keep that shit clean. Cause like when it's smelly and gross, like no one's gonna want to put their mouth on it. You you see some food that's smelly and gross, like are you gonna want to put your mouth on that? No, exactly. So, and this is the fellas too, because I think my balls smell horrible, and I always wash that shit. It's like when I wake up in the morning, you know, and like you know, I'm a more I'm a sleep and then shower type of person. So 
like when I smell myself in the morning, it's like it's always my balls smelling bad, dude. Always rubbing that shit, you know, with my with my special body wash, you know. So yeah, um, fellas, you should enjoy it because to quote the great Smash Mouth, "A king who doesn't is no king at all." So keep that in mind when you do that. Wouldn't all religions be disproved if aliens are real? Okay. Uh. So in my mind, I want to say, like, you know, uh, yes. My mind, like, the immediate answer you think, like, and I, I'm pretty sure aliens are real, dude. Like, even if, like, the non-human biologics that have in uh, come to Earth, if, even if it's nothing actual, like, species-like, you know, um, like, there's gotta be, like, intelligent life forms like us out there somewhere, and so, it's different, so, um, thinking about it, you know, I don't necessarily, now, I would say this, I would say this, if aliens, like, or non-human biologics came to Earth, and, uh, they're like, we're Christian, we just wanted to preach the good word about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if they came to Earth like that, I'd be like, you know, any doubt I would probably have about Christianity would, I, I'd, I'd be going back to church and be like, you know what? I don't like gay people anymore. You know, I don't think God likes them either. You know, I'd probably, probably change my mind completely if they did that shit. You know, I'm like, well, I'm, cause in my mind, I'm like, well, if they have it on that planet, like clearly it's probably real. Like, right. You know, uh, but I'm going to guess if religions exist on other planets, they're probably not going to intertwine. Like, human beings used to worship the sun and the moon and shit like that. But, like, then you speak about, like, other planets are like, they're not worshiping the same moon. They're not worshiping, worshiping the same sun, you know, and shit like that. So, I don't think it would necessarily disprove religion. I think uh, Christians are pretty fucking stubborn human beings. And they'll get to a point, they get to the point where it's like, you're trying to explain something to them and they'll refuse to try to understand the point you have. And once someone decides like, I'm going to refuse to understand you, it means that you, you won, you know, it's kind of like you're arguing with someone. They, you know, you're having a debate with someone and they start making fun of your looks. You're like, all right, I won. It sounds good. You know, unless you're, yeah, that there's a reason if I, if I had to, if I would comment back from all the shit comments I get, uh, I would very much be replying to all of you with anime profile pictures saying, uh, hey, um, I don't feel like this is true considering the fact that uh, you have an anime profile picture. Because if you have an anime anime profile picture, like at that, at that point you're like, I already won whatever argument that has started. You know? It's like, okay, like shit like that. Anyways, back to aliens. Uh, Christians are pretty stubborn. Like what Christians would immediately do is start like trying to teach the gospel to, uh, all these fucking aliens and shit like that. That's immediately the first thing Christians would do because Christians are pretty stubborn in their beliefs. And there's like people who are genuine believers and very stubborn in that. Uh, and there's also people who are into it for the scam. Uh, you want to go on like, was it Concord and Franklin road in Nashville? I'm going to tell you, you'll find all those churches that do it for money, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think it would not disprove it. I think, I know Christians, I, I can't really speak for the other ones, but, uh, I can tell you for the Christians are going to be pretty stubborn and be like, we got to teach these aliens. I bet there's already like a 
ministry, you know, in quotations, to teach the gospel to aliens and shit like that. And that's that's the most hilarious shit I can think of, dude. That's pretty funny shit. Is being a one-hit wonder a bad thing? I recently rediscovered Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles as I sang it during my first singing lesson. Now I'm thinking, is it a bad is it bad for an artist to be called a one-hit wonder? I mean, there are probably a lot of unknown artists out there who will never have a big hit, but release material that will never be noticed by the big crowds. And even though you only had one big hit, you still made a difference in the world of music. You're a part of music history, whether it be for that one song. What's your opinion? Um... So, yeah, um, I'm thinking about it, like, there's a lot of different things, you know, I, I think about, like, if you're, like, I don't know, it depends on what you want out of life, and what you want out of your music career definitely can describe how you feel about being, what, how you would consider being a one-hit wonder. Now, I do not have a hit, I don't, I'm not a one-hit wonder, uh, yet, but I could be, you know, we'd all be one-hit wonders. But I think we all think about, like, as musicians, we want to be, like, a somewhat, like, a legacy artist. You know, think about Taylor Swift. Now, like, people go to Taylor Swift's, air, you know, like, they went to the Eras tour. Not because they're a fan of her music, because it was, like, the social thing to do. And, you know, and I think Taylor, like, that's the whole point of Taylor Swift. And, like, she's such a legacy act. N- nothing like a one-hit wonder. She's such a legacy act that people see it that way. And I think we all kind of, most musicians really strive to be the idea of being like a legacy act, but you know, uh, life will only hand us so many hits, you know, life will only hand so many people, so many hits. So, uh, like I said, it always depends on what you want out of your music career. Like some people, what all they want out of their music career is to be able to play music and make money doing that. And whatever means necessary that case is, that's that. There's some people who, you know, strive to be like, I want to be one of the greatest songwriters of all time. I want to be the next Ryan Tedder or the next Max Martin, which, you know, that's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough goal, you know? And, uh, then, uh, there's guys like, I think it's Edwin McCain. I think I want to, let me just Google that real quick. Edwin McCain. Yeah. Edwin McCain. He's just like, I'll be, I'll be your suicide. I don't know how the words go, but like that, he, I remember watching him perform that song. I don't know, somewhere on YouTube. And he was like, people ask me if I feel bad about being one hit winner. I'm like, no, it's opened up a lot of opportunities in my life. And he can, he's still probably making money off that song. And you're like, I kind of know that song, but not really. And you're like, yeah, you know, that's the nice thing about like, if you're a one hit wonder, like, you know, Vanessa Carlton, I think she has a couple other songs I like, but uh, for the most part, we all know her for A Thousand Miles. If I see a piano, I, I recently, when I see a piano, I just immediately start playing that. So, like, no, I, I, you know, I get that, and so I don't think Vanessa Carlton's upset. Not too upset, just depending on what you want out of life and what you want out of your music career is really the answer that you want to know for... Uh, Stuff like being a one-hit wonder. So uh, so it just depends musician to musician. Uh, I would like to not be a one-hit wonder, but I would also like a hit, too, at the same time. So it depends. And being a one-hit wonder is not like the end of your career. 
too. Uh, Rick Astley is always doing some shit, and I think he's technically a one-hit wonder because I don't actually know any other. I have one of his records, and I, I, can, I can't tell you another song besides Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let You Down, you know? Stuff like that. So, you know, there's pros to being a one-hit wonder. Um, sometimes you become a one-hit wonder, and then you lose all your money and stuff like that. So, yeah, there, there's like, you know, there's a lot of things that can go into it, more than just like, hey, I wrote a song that everyone in the world loves, you know? There's so much more to a music career than just that. So, you know, and then, like, you see some guys are just like, yeah, I had one emo hit, and now I do those emo nights and shit like that, you know? They're cre- they seem happy, they seem fine, you know? It's just all that, what ma- you gotta do what makes you happy in life, you know? There's a there's a guy at the at a local grocery store who uh, who's uh, probably not, you know, he's not, you know, he's special needs, you know, but he seems always, always happy, and I'm like, and I always see him, you know, every time I go, I'm like, why can't I be happy, but this guy can, you know? It's just shit like that, so... You know, it's always on your perspective on life and what you want. And like, and like I said, what do you want out of your music career and everything else in between there? Because it's more than just writing a song like that. You know, it's like, oh, if I play my cards right, I can be set for the rest of my life. You know, and never have to do anything I don't want to do again. Um, you know, it's just perspective and what you want out of life. I think that's going to be the real answer to what a one-hit wonder could be. Yeah. I like this guy, but people keep saying I'm dating below my league. I have started hooking up with my coworker, and honestly, he has a pretty goofy personality. It says slash does things which would normally turn me off, but I'm starting to really like him and be attracted to him because he treats me with such respect and I enjoy our friendship a lot. I wasn't even initially attracted to him at first, but now with that, I've gotten to know him better. I'm starting to feel some things that I didn't expect. My friends and girlfriends especially always tell me I can do better when it comes to dating men. I'll admit the men I've dated weren't always conventionally attractive. I've been hit on by men like that, but I always prefer to date people who I find interesting, as it probably should be. So I showed my friends a picture of this guy, and the reaction was generally, he's kind of cute, but you can do so much much better. I wish it didn't bother me, and it's not fair to him. I wish I didn't care about the opinions of others. I don't know why it matters that I might possibly be out of his league. On top of that, I'm confused about why I like this guy when he's normally someone I would never go for, and why I feel so defensive about it. He's nothing like my friend, and we don't have much in common. I'm not sure if I should even continue pursuing him. So yeah, it's a very interesting case where it's like your your friend is dating someone you don't find attractive or many people don't find attractive. I have a friend who will name nameless because he is not an entertainer. Uh, for the longest time, he dated this fat bitch uh, who we called the walrus. Um, other friends of his called him 280, her weight. Uh, and she was a bitch. And like I said, I didn't find her attractive at all. But when it comes to, like, your friends' partners or whatever, you don't need to find them attractive. Like, I don't know what the problem is there. Like, if it works for them, it works for them. Like, I was saying, like, if it gets their dicks hard or it gets their vaginas wet, it's up to them. You know, it's their choice. So I never really understood about, like, ranking, like, your friends' partners, like, looks and shit like that. I just don't get it. I'm like... 
it's honestly, honestly, for me, it's a little bit easier when I don't find my friends' spouses. Now, I think most of my friends are straight. I'm straight. I don't find my friends with husbands. I'm not attracted to them. My lady, my, not lady friends, my friends that are ladies who are married and in relationships, like, oh, yeah, I'll easily find their partner attractive. But it's a different thing there because uh, they would all say no to me. So it's like a different thing, but... Yeah, the idea that you need to be attracted, and like I said, it's easier to not be attracted to your friends, like spouses or partners or whatever you want to call them, because it's like, you know, you don't want like that creeping thought of them coming in, you're like, you're horny and then they somehow come in, you know, you don't want that shit happening in your life. Uh, So like, yeah, my standards for like, you know, my friends, partners and spouses is like, are they cool? Like, are they fun? Are they fun to hang out with? Like, cool. Are they a buzzkill? Like, what's what's going on there? And I think that's generally what your friends need to do. And it sounds like you just showed them a picture of this guy. And it sounds like this guy is great, you know? And I think it's the nice thing that ladies can separate looks from personality, you know, and what they want in a partner, which is like, I kind of wish guys had that a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to answer that. I don't, I don't know how to go any further. Uh, but, yeah, I think it looks like you just showed them a picture of them. And, you know, and I think there is something like I one of the reasons I don't think I like dating apps is because I don't think I'm as attractive. I don't think the for guys, at least, you know, your personality and who you are is like a bigger factor for ladies and what they look for than, like, your looks and stuff like that. Like, looks are good and shit like that. Like, looks help. But, like, there's a lot more factors and baggage, I think, that comes in. Like, I can't imagine. Like, y'all don't know how many women's I've tried dating who are just fucking... Uh, the best way to describe them is a 2 by 4 You get at Home Depot. Home Depot. Not Lowe's. Not Menards. Home Depot. They're, like, a 2 by 4 That's what it's like. Like, they're really good-looking, and, you know, has nice wood grain and shit like that, you know? But you don't want to fucking date that shit. So, yeah, I'd say have them meet him before they make any judgments, and it's okay to go under your league or over your league. It's all about... And and for a lady, like I'm going to tell you, if you want a good guy, you're going to have to go below your league. You know, fellas, if you want a good girl, fellas have to go above their league, and ladies have to go below. So, I you know, you know, if a guy's above your league, though, like, as a lady, that seems weird, like, you know, because I feel like the lady's supposed to be the good-looking one in the relationship, you know, we're like, all right, if you're, like, just naming a bunch of bisexual people, you know, with no eyebrows and no hair, line them up, and you're like, who's more attractive in this couple? It should always be the lady, you know, so I hope that helped. I don't know if we concluded anything, but I hope that helped. Uh, if you had a time machine, but you could only use it once, no going back, what time period would you go to? So I immediately have a joke answer. I have I have a couple joke answers, and then I'm probably going to go, I'll, I'll answer a real one. Um, so the first thing I would say to anyone is, like, if you have access to a time machine, even if it's in this situation where you can only go back in time once, um, if you want to do something like, all right, we have one chance with a time machine. We have to make society better. Here's what you need to do. You have to go back in time, uh, go to when Mark Zuckerberg was in college, and get that motherfucker laid. That way he never invents Facebook and society is just better. Like, I feel like it's a duty for all human beings. Like, if you, you know, it's like 
Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And with time travel, that great responsibility is making sure Facebook network exists because that has ruined society in almost every way. Um, my second one would be a friend one, Josh Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites. I would make sure that the his first kiss with his current wife, he might have a new one. I, I, I think he saw the same one. But I want his first kiss with his former wife, with first, his current wife, first wife too, uh, to be radioactive by Imagine Dragons. So I'd go back in time, manipulate things, so their first kiss is too radioactive. That way it becomes their song, and like we're like, you're trash, you know? I think that's funny. That's like funny shit that, and it probably wouldn't like alter the timeline at all, maybe. Hopefully it's like alters the timeline enough where like, COVID never happened and life is better. Um... Real answer though, I, I you know the movie yesterday where the guy somehow enters the universe where the Beatles never existed and the dude just makes a career off of doing the Beatles songs. I would do that, but with like an emo pop punk artist like that. But like, imagine if Blink One Eight Two never existed and so he just started playing their shit. You know, you know, I know enough of their shit. You know, I could probably I could probably figure it out. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. I'd probably just, like, take the place of another artist or some shit like that. Real sneaky. That would change the timeline drastically, that's for sure. But it would make my life a lot better, and so maybe I'll do that. I'll just steal a bunch of people's songs and start playing them, you dude. For real. When does media become for adults in your eyes? Okay. So... Media becomes for adults. Well, yeah, I guess we, I did talk about this with like the Barbie movie. And it's like, it's a PG 13 movie. If you don't think a PG 13 movie is appropriate for your kids, don't take your kids to see PG 13 movies. That's what the ratings are for. Um, but like when a movie becomes for adults. So I don't know. I could, I think about it when it's for adults, when it's content, when for the most part, it's like content made for adults, you know? And I really do trust those, like, movie ratings for the most part. I think when you get to rated R, like, you'll get to, like, unrated versions and shit like that. That part's really complicated. But then, like, but you know if you're making shit like that, you know. Where it's, like, PG-13. I think, I really think a lot of those ratings for the most part really... Uh, the, the problem is when you get to, like, uh, when you're wanting to be in one genre, but it technically falls in line with the other, you know. Like, sometimes in movies, you want a movie to be PG-13, and people are like, why is Barbie more popular than Oppenheimer? I'm like, well, let's let's realize it this way. Um, think about it like this. Uh, Barbie is PG-13, Oppenheimer is rated R. So, when a movie's rated R, like, it reduces the audience amount. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, when movie talking about movies, I think that's the case where, like, those ratings are usually pretty spot on, you know? Uh, for what they are, um, but then you get to, for adult. if it's porn, it's for adults, you know, like, I guess, you know, I guess that's, that's true, and then you think about, like, YouTube content, and YouTube content is weird, because anyone can have access to the internet, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna make this for adult, this is gonna be, I'll park this, like, uh, you gotta be over 18 to watch this, because we're gonna talk about mature content, but then, Kids create the account and be like, are they going to put their real age or are they going to put that they're at least over 18? Do you really think, do you, we're, we're old enough now. Do we really think when we go to a website and there says, are you 18? Do you think people under 18 are like, 
I'm gonna post no thank you. I'm like, ah, I guess I can't watch porn now. I'm like, they're they're watching it. So, um, I would say that you know you, you know when you create stuff, I think you understand what kind of audience you want in there to begin with, and so you typically tailor your content to the specific audience. And you know, movies go by like we're gonna make this. Let's make let's try to make this PG PG thirteen movie. You know, let's just work on it from there. And stuff like that, and it's like, oh, there's sex in here. Probably, you know, let's see how what we can get away with, and stuff like that. So, um, oh, that, oh, that was an answer. All right, last question we got here: A girl rejected me for being ugly. What can I do? The only compliments I have received were from my family and friends. Now I can't even look in the mirror or take a picture of myself because I look ugly too. So, yeah, I'm going to assume you're also a fella. And fellas, you know, is it gay to think, try to be attractive? Um, so, yeah, a girl would jack you from being ugly. First of all, um, a real, ch- you know, she kind of sounds like a bitch. Because if you know the reasoning, if you know the reasoning why a girl rejected you, if you know the reasoning like she straight up told you she's kind of a bitch like I'm, I'm ready for some keyboard warrior to come at me with that but and let's be honest if she's if, if a girl rejects you and she tells you why she rejected you she's kind of a bitch because most most people if they're gonna reject you people don't like to reject people like it's generally not a fun thing for humans to do to like like, we don't like rejection, and we don't like rejecting people, you know? People who do enjoy that are sociopaths. So, yeah, I'm going to say this bitch is a bitch. So, uh, I would, I would, I don't know, I'd stay clear from her, um, you know? And it's important to realize every person, man, woman, they, them, I'm not going to anymore, but uh, th- we all have our preferences when it comes to we want a partner, what we're attracted to, and all that stuff. So... You know, everyone's different, so you might be ugly to her, and she's a bitch, like we already confirmed, so it doesn't matter what she thinks. Um, but here's the thing I want to talk to you about. So, uh, you probably aren't ugly, dude. Like, it's hard to be. Like, you know, like, I give people, like, you know, if we're ranking, like, you know, people, like, one out of ten, like, between one and ten, you know, like, the first couple numbers are things that they control, you know? are, like, things you can't control in your life. I'm like, how could someone be a 2 out of 10? Like, they probably don't shower. Like, so, um, let's just look at you for a second and remember the things that you're okay with changing and things you don't want to change because it's kind of a personality thing for you. The other thing about that, don't change yourself to be attractive, but, like, change yourself. Just, you know, try to do better. So, like, think about this. Were the reasons you think you're ugly... Are they things you can control? Like, is it your body weight? Is it your hair? Is it your hygiene? You know, and stuff like that. Because you got to think of, like, if I'm ugly because of X, and X is something I can control myself and figure out, then, yeah, you should be you should be doing that shit. Like, if you're, if you're considered ugly because you have long-ass greasy hair that doesn't look good, you smell bad, and shit like that, and you have, like, a fucking mustache when you can't grow a beard, you know, you have one of those mustaches. We've all had one. Every guy's had one. You know, if that's the case, that's why she's calling you ugly, I'm like, get a haircut, learn how to fucking wash your hair properly, throw out that fucking shampoo and conditioner combo, 
and use separate shampoo and conditioner, you know, and, you know, try to style your hair in a clean sense, you know, make it look clean, you know, clean yourself, you know. People are like, uh, not everyone has, you know, clean this. Like, everyone, like, it's, like, soap is like, you can find soap for a dollar, you know. Like, women don't even care if you have, like, a specific scent you love on them and shit like that. So, yeah, so, like, make sure all that stuff in check. Make sure you check off all the boxes, like, things I can't control that would make, could make me ugly. Like, yeah, and, you know, some, you know, weight loss is hard, too, you know. It happens, you know. Ozempic exists now, so I guess you can do that. Um, but then there's things you can't change. I'm like, well, you can't change your height. You know, you can, but, like, it's not a worthwhile surgery for you to do that. Uh, you know, if the height's a problem for her, then... Uh, she probably has other problems too. Um, you know, your face, I mean, you can only change that so much and stuff like that, you know, and like women don't usually, and women are usually better at like the, like, yeah, he's not that good looking, but, uh, I like the way I feel when I'm around him. So, uh, that's why I keep him around. So yeah, it's very interesting. So I'm, I'm curious about what is it that she considered you being ugly and seeing what you need to do you know, how to fix that and shit like that. And, you know, for honestly, if you find, like, a simple enough haircut that looks good on you, like, any shit-ass barber is going to be able to do that, too. So, um, yeah. So, hope that helps. Go through the checkboxes of things you can change that could make you not ugly, and then figure it out from there. But also, that chick's kind of a bitch. I also just wanted to make sure we all remembered that, and that she is a bitch. <sighs> and with all that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Make sure you check out Dry Spell out now wherever you are streaming your music at, social media at the Shweezy, wherever you get your social medias at, and uh, make sure you, you can support the show on PayPal or on uh, Cash App too, on links in the description, the link tree link in the description has that. And uh, if you're wanting free shit you can do, if you're listening to the audio, make sure you go to our YouTube page and subscribe, leave comments, share with all the highlights with your friends and stuff like that. And if you're on the audio platform, you leave us a review, give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. I've been going through a dry spell, not spending my time well, I overthink. I wanna go back to better nights, kissing girls who look nice under the sheets. I got no motivation, I've been self-medicating, I don't know how to get better. Guess it's now. Cause they only come up when I'm alone 
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.